the purpose of fire ritual is to cleanse the system within us right from the brain cells to the blood cells it's a process of cleansing with the assistance of fire and the cosmic intelligences we invoke the chief cosmic intelligences we invoke the solar intelligences we invoke the planetary intelligences we invoke the ten directions we invoke the cosmic lord in all his levels and we invoke all the pradhana devatas who are considered to be 15 in number 18 in detail the purpose of invoking them is to ensure that we get cleansed from within to outside all cleansing is from within to outside so therefore the inner is more important than the outer the inner sicknesses are more dangerous than the manifested sicknesses the sicknesses that are ma- manifested are not such a dangerous sicknesses because they are known and they can be attended to but there are sicknesses within deep down in our <coughs> behavioral nature such as pride jealousy prejudice and all kinds of malice like desire hatred anger miserliness <coughs> and such other kama krodha lobha moha masariyas to cleanse that is the most important thing unless things are cleansed inside there can be no experiencing of the divine splendor after cleansing the divine splendor can be experienced and the cleansing when it is complete the actions that we do also manifest much light in the surroundings that is what we call white magic white magic is nothing but carrying out acts of goodwill acts of selflessness for the benefit of the surrounding beings and nature so to that end all practices are intended <coughs> be it the morning meditation or this fire ritual or any other ritual that we do should enable to find the necessary cleansing in us and among all the sages as i said in the morning sage agastya he does lot of cleansing not only for the planet but staying on the planet he does the work for the entire solar system and he also does such cleansing for the beings who follow him that is why the only ashram among the rishis where 18 separate fire rituals are carried out daily to 18 separate cosmic intelligences he does worship he does ritual and he is the master of tantra he is the master of mantra he is the master of all the vedangas such as etymology astrology tanki and so on so therefore when he is demonstrating we as his admirers i can't say we are his followers to say they his followers means we should be really fiery flames so only then we can call ourselves to be followers of any master of wisdom 
మచిమోసేజగస్య సో అవర్ డూయింగ్ ఇస్ స్పైరిచువల్ ఈస్ ఫర్ ది సెకండ్ టైమ్ వీఆర్ డూయింగ్ హియర్ ఫస్ట్ టైమ్ వీ డిడ్ ఆన్ ది హండ్రెడ్ మై కాల్ డే అండ్ దెన్ సెకండ్ టైమ్ వీ డిడ్ నవ్ అండ్ ఐఎమ్ వెరీ షూర్ దట్ ఆల్ దోస్ హూ ఆర్ ప్రెసెంట్ హియర్ రిసీవ్ ది నీడెడ్ ది నీడెడ్ బ్లెస్సింగ్స్ i was speaking to you in the morning about one uh, mr mathu the the person who is uh, chiefly responsible for realization of this project he is a specialist uh, among builders in nilgiris he is responsible for many structures in nilgiris to our good luck master gave his contact to us i request our brother mathu mathu to kindly come over here and receive mm-hmm. yeah, the first copy of the teachings the life and teachings of master jupiter master jupiter he is a, as i said in the morning we keep saying it because we are in his ashram <laughs> nothing else can be said nothing better can be said he is the supra cosmic intelligence varuna there are the chief intelligence there among the 33 angels or devas that uh, the vedic system conceives the chief uh, angels are mitra and varuna they are the two who re- represent the left and right side of the whole creation meaning the spiritual matter they form the two wings they constitute the two wings of the great bird garuda without the two there is no balancing it is spirit and balance matter that is balanced in its best balance we experience pure consciousness so together they work one work for the spirit another work for the matter and it is varuna mitra these are the two basic cosmic intelligences then there are 12 adityas and 11 rudras and 8 vasus if you add them up it is 33 two mitra and varna and then dwadasha adityas meaning 12 adityas and 11 rudras and then ekadasha rudras and then astavasus meaning eight intelligence <coughs> intelligence that cause materialization that's why there are seven planes and the eighth plane is called goloka the eighth plane from where lord krishna comes from where durga comes from where all the the, the essence descends through these eight planes therefore the there are eight vasus 11 rudras meaning 19 and then 12 adityas making 31 and with mitra and varna they constitute 33 among these 33 the chief uh, uh, intelligences are the two namely mitra and varna this mitra and varna are manifest and are functioning in the creation as <coughs> vasistha and agastya agastya takes care of the material formations material transformations material transcendences material material transmutations all that relates to material he is the one who shoulders the responsibility and vasistha brings down the energies of the spirit into each of these materializations that show the matter and spirit they live together at all planes in the matter there is spirit 
and in the spirit there is matter hidden in the, the, the just because the, the very fact that it shines shows that the matter is there otherwise there is no shine even that's why we call suddha chaitanya is that most state of the prakriti or nature or matter so coming back to the theme agasya vasa agasya and vasista they are born out of the same portion and they are divided into two parts one takes care of the beings and the takes care of the forms in which the being center <coughs> the beings enters into various forms and then there is the beings happening it's like one <coughs> a water of reservoir getting into various containers seem to be living in various containers like that we are all one energy in various forms and we need not differentiate by form if we relate to the content the form enables us to experience and all experiences with the help of consciousness which is but the primary manifestation of the nature so therefore the nature and its functioning as i was explaining in the morning he is primarily presided over by sage agastya he is considered to be the master of the masters he pervades the cosmic plane he is in the solar plane in this system of sirius he is also at the planetary plane and he is as i said in the morning he is in the southern part of every continent <coughs> be it africa in the southern mountain ranges be it in anything anywhere below the equator and be it outside uh, the southern part of the nation he stays there in india it is blue mountains in south africa it is around the table mountain as they call it at the cape town and in south america there is iguazu in argentina and also there is a mountain range called andes where we have the mountain penitentes meaning a, a mountain of penitents meaning tapasvins and in south of north america also his ashram is there in near mount shasta these are all his places he guides from south to transform the forms and enable the beings to experience the beauty in all the planes of existence concurrent and simultaneous experiencing of all planes of existence is what sage agastya intends to and on this occasion we bring out a small booklet about so many times i spoke in short short talks in different places our brothers in bangalore they collected and then it is edited into a small book it has many topics in it i one is mitra and varna another is <coughs> the the jupiter he he is also called master jupiter in three sabal parlance he is called yogi of the yogis he is called the yogi of yogis he is also called the avatar of synthesis because all seven seers culminate into him the seven seers culminate into agastya and lopa mudra that's the beauty that's why even the vedic seers when they conceived a ritual relating to the seven seers they reconceived the ritual in such a fashion that the seven seers and their ladies are worshiped in one part and separately to agastya lopa mudra his concert a, a, a worship is done 16 step shodashopachara puja that is what we call it is done collectively for the seven seers 
that is and then for uh, agastya and lopa mudra separately only to show even the seers recognize the importance of agastya the seven put together is one the seven put together constitute the one if they are in one pan and agastya is in the other pan the pan is in equilibrium <coughs> that's the beauty of agastya so worshiping agastya means you have worshiped all the seers that's how it is in him all are included he is the eighth one the well it shines forth as the seven rays representing the seven seers and seven centers and all that so therefore he is considered to be the avatar of synthesis and we know many of many times i spoke to you about the avatar of synthesis then i spoke as agastya is the non moving one he is generally not a one that moves physically <coughs> he stays stable and he he can move the whole thing staying there he has similar representation with the master cbv also an advanced initiate from the ashram of master agastya he remained at one place in kumbakonam and in a matter of 100 years he covered the whole globe and today there is no part on the globe where master cbv is not in that's the beauty staying and yet moving meaning permeation that's the beauty of jupiter the energy of jupiter is a, is energy that keeps expanding expansion of consciousness is the keynote of jupiter <coughs> so as long as we are satisfied with what little we know there is no expansion possible we need to know a day to day basis and the urge to know is an aspect or aspiration and then there is an expansion of consciousness and uh, jupiter master jupiter or agastya represents that expand that principle of expansion of consciousness meaning he cannot be displaced <coughs> there is no displacement for jupiter because he permeates everywhere when you are everywhere where is the place for you to move further so there is no no movement isn't it when you are when you when you have fully occupied suppose i occupy this chair so very completely assuming that this chair is the universe and i represent the master when when you are there is very this go for further movement you are everywhere you are i have occupied all he has occupied horizontally and vertically the whole universe that's why he is called agastya the non moving one agastya that's also explained and then the formation of south pole to this planet this planet originally was formed like, like a half orange uh, with the north, the north pole today we call it north pole because there is a south pole if there is no south pole it is not a north pole isn't it so that north pole which we call now as north pole was having a half globe it is at that time actually agastya ganesha and then dhatatreya anuman these are all the beings that have come down from most high circles to give share to 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 help humanity the basic work of agastya was to enable formation of the southern hemisphere of the planet and enable south pole to happen otherwise there is no there could not have been a planet on which the beings can be with the bodies as we have today we have stories in mahabharata where people were formed only up to half anuras we call them meaning no no thighs half way 
the story of Garuda also you get the story of Anura. The mother hastily breaks an egg and a bird half formed without legs called Anura Naruna. He flies and joins the sun and then comes the next one who is fully grown with the southern part. So when we speak of southern being, that is all that is below diaphragm, it is all about speaking about Agasya. When that is set right, the, the energies function in their completeness. And we have the story of his humbling Vindhya Parvata. Vindhya Parvata means we take the Vindhya Parvata as a form later. Vindhya is that part which is the circumference of that half-cut orange. Imagine the globe as a half-cut orange. And then that circumference is, it's keep on growing, 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 growing and there's no end to it. And it is all very subtle, it is not yet grass. So someone has to contain it and then bring it into a global shape. That is the reason why it is said symbolically that it is the energy of Agasya that caused that kind of formation of the second part, the lower part of the globe or the southern hemisphere. And he he has he enabled consolidation of this globe and in its formation, right from that state his work is there. So that is also explained in a brief manner. And then he always remains in the south. <coughs> he remains in the south in the sense if there is no muladhara, we can't function. Anything the, the, the center in muladhara. Muladhara is the place for Dattatraya, for Ganesha, for Hanuman, for Kapila, and for Masaragasya. It is from there they conduct. And Muladhara is as complete a center as Sahasrara. If you know the true understanding of yoga, there is no urgency to move in to Sahasrara. Because what all exists in Sahasrara is also there in Muladhara. He therefore remains there. He doesn't move. <coughs> he is beyond curiosity. He has, he has beyond all inquisitiveness. This curiosity to see this, to see that, because he sees everything from within. There is a Puranic story when Lord Shiva was in marriage with the consort Parvati. The whole universe was present uh, in the, around the North Pole near Manasarovar, Manakailash to witness the marriage, to witness the marriage. And it was conducted in the ashram of Vasista, that is Mitra. If you see, if you know the significance and link of things, while Arshiva chose the marriage to be done, and he preferred only uh, the, uh, the, that ashram to be the ashram for his marriage. So they all moved there, and when all were present, they felt the absence of Agasya. See, normally also for a function like this, if uh, you only come, we ask, did not your lady come, isn't it? <coughs> if your lady also come, comes, then we say, how, how about your children, did they not come, isn't it? If your children also come, we ask, how, how about your parents, why could you not bring them? It, not only for these functions, but also for marriages and other functions. When you go, they look for others, they don't care so much for you <laughs> immediately because you are anyway there now. <laughs> so who is the one who is not there is conspicuous 
And Agastya's presence was so, absence was so conspicuous. And they, when they, when Lord Shiva was responding to all the invitees to the marriage, one of the seers said, we all came but Agastya did not. Then Lord Shiva said, if Agastya comes, we won't be here sitting. All, all of us would be absorbed into oblivion. He is the one who is balancing the whole thing, staying there, and from there he is very much witnessing every detail. He is witnessing every detail of this marriage much better than all those who are present here. Just like we, today we have, whatever program we do, it is seen much better in South America than by the people who are in the group life. <coughs> in the group life you have many other uh, uh, issues to attend to, no? You should... People who look from a distance through this uh, uh, visa IQ and all that, they can happily sit in their drawing room, look into the television, keep listening, keep seeing everything. They don't have to worry about in the new habitats, the cold weather, etc., etc. So that is the comfort of Master Jupiter. He stays put. He doesn't move. And then he permeates. And he is beyond all curiosity. And he, he witnesses everything being in South. Witnessing from South is one chapter that I wrote. Each chapter means only a, a caption. And then, Ashram of Agasya, I mentioned. This is the chief ashram. Because you should know that India is the only continent or the only land, especially South India. Not all part of North India was once there. It was all water. A part of North India, what we call today North India, was in water. South India has been there right from the beginning of the complete formation of globe. You may have to look to the secret document for the further details. And therefore, it is the ancient most part. South. All ritual is today well preserved in South India. All tantra is well preserved in South India. Mantra is well preserved. Preserved in South India. The way South Indians can utter mantras, North Indians cannot. They cannot. The way they chant Sanskrit, it has no metrical sense, it has no utterance sense. There is a science of utterance called Sitra. There is a science of called meter, Chandas. There is no such thing they, for everything they utter the same way. There is no Anudata, Udata and Swara. All this knowledge and the culture, Vedic culture is well preserved in the South. It may be a surprise to you, but it is true. South India is much more, that which is beyond Vindhyasa is much more ancient than some parts of North India. And India as such has been there, India has been there right from the beginning. It's the only piece of land which never went into waters. There is, there, this earth has taken to six changes. There was a time when only there was land in the, what we call, in, around the North Pole, with the Greece land and all those areas which we are, deserted areas in the North, like Siberian desert. It was all a great civilization at one time. And then there was a, that was called White Island Civilization. Then came Hyperborean Civilization, where there were, lot of uh, uh, <coughs> civilization in the Greece land which is today almost uh, deserted by us and in the north part of Africa which is called Sahara. Today there is no nothing now 
but it is all considered to be golden sand. They, they experienced a golden time. And then there was a time in the third race, there was land in the entire Pacific Ocean. Today it is not there. In all these times this part is there, that's the beauty. And then Pacific land went into waters and Atlantis came up. There was a great Atlantis civilization that also went into waters and there now we call it as an Atlantic Ocean. Now we are in the fifth round as Aryan civilization. So White Islanders, Hyperboreans, Lemurians, Atlanteans and then Aryans. That's how so many changes have happened to this humanity and the planet and we have been there on this planet right from its inception. Please note that. And we are, and we can see what is it that we have really evolved. <coughs> in, all, in all these thousands of years, we have been only after food, money, comfort and all that and everyone. So, but all these beings are transported from that which we call moon. The moon that we see today is our previous earth. It is from there we are all transported here, which is narrated in the scriptures as Manu Vaivasvata with the help of Vishnu through Masya Avatara. All good species are transformed, transported to another planet. Similar story we have in the West about Nova bringing the beings, the seeds again to be sprouted here. We have been there from that time. So why I draw this topic is, this ashram has witnessed everything that has happened on this planet. <coughs> Among all that we see as continents today, the most recent continent is Europe. There are Europeans. <laughs> but don't think you are recent people. You have been there from the beginning. But in, in these migrations, we, are, we have been migrating, 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 migrating. It's foolish to think that we belong to this place. We have all, have come from somewhere else and to this planet for pilgrim, as pilgrims and then became prisoners of the planet because we are stuck with the matter relating to this. We are not yet satisfied with the matter of this earth. The pilgrims have come here and then they have trans, transformed themselves into prisoners. So all are there, but coming back to the point, Europe is the most recent continent that has emerged when Atlantis went into water. So <clears throat> there was a time an Indian Ocean was full of Indian continent. Who would name it as Indian Ocean? Who would own it as Hindu Mahasamudra? Who cares for us really? Do they? Why is it so? It is there from the beginning. Even this American continent, North and South, has been there. It is one of the ancient continents, very ancient continent. And therefore, our culture was also there, even in, in the, mostly in the western part of North America, western part of South America. Our culture means the Vedic culture. We cannot say it's our culture because we have walked very distant from the Vedic culture. We are all one lot now as a humanity, always looking for the Nobiles. And, cell, <coughs> and the cell phones making calls and talking and my SMS, uh, WhatsApp and uh, Facebook. What else is there? So many things are there. We are different. We are not, we can't claim to be Vedic. We, 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 when we say we are Vedic, others should not believe us. That's what I tell them. 
No one is Vedic today because Vedic means a complete understanding of man and of cosmos. Only then one can call himself Vedic. Not if he just knows some Vedic hymns or if he makes some Brahmas and put on things without knowing what is what. So coming back to the point, this ashram is the source of inspiration for every ashram. That is what I wish to say. And he is the one who has direct link to Sirius. This ashram has a direct link to Sirius. <clears throat> Sirius is what we call Dattatraya Mandala in our parlance. It is called Sarameya Mandala also. The Egyptians called it as Cerberus. Cerberus. And then the English called it as Sirius. Cerberus and says this Dattatraya Mandala is called Sarameya Mandala because Sarama means dog. Sarama means a dog. And when we say Sarma, he must be the most alert one who can listen for. The faculty is with the dog. A dog can listen, a good dog can listen for. Isn't it? A Sarma, there are, I suppose there are some Sarmas here. <coughs> sarma means he should be able to listen from the higher circles and translate and utter forth in the mundane. That is Sarma. A dog listens well. <clears throat> That's why presence of a dog helps in the process of your transformations. If the dog comes by its own and stays with you. Not when you bring a, buy a dog and tame it or when a dog... <laughs> your pet dog is no help. It is a nuisance to you. Yes, you are, all those who maintain dogs know it very well. Because it binds you to the house. It wants you... Timely food. Even if you don't take timely food, it wants timely food. Isn't it? You have to take it twice daily outside. Otherwise, it does all things at home. <coughs> so, it's a different thing. But if a dog comes and stays by itself, it's not your dog. It, it, it stays with you and for all other things it goes out. Even if you don't feed, it doesn't look for you to feed. What kind of dog that is? A dog that doesn't seek your support and gives its presence as a support to you, he is a spiritual one. And to our good luck today, as I opened the door at 3 a.m., 3 o'clock I opened, I woke up and then just opened the door. Just at this doorstep there is a dog. <laughs> it found its way somewhere to the whole thing and it is and was sitting on the doormat, very completely brown, beautiful tail, tail like a uh, hybrid dog. And when I said uh, like that, it, it stood and then wagged its tail, saying that I am friendly. <laughs> don't, don't mistake me, I am friendly. So that's how. So this, like, let us come back to this story, Sarma. <clears throat> Sarma, don't name yourself as Sarma, it is such a responsibility. You can have other names, you can have Smith, you can have Miller. You can have stone, fire stone, isn't it? <laughs> stone, miller, smith, all these things, and mullers, these are okay because it's okay. It's, we can carry that kind of energy easily with us. Mundane energies we all carry. But to call with such a thing as sarma or shastri, shastri means you must have been well versed in all the shastras, Vedic shastras, and you should be 
an embodiment and a demonstration of Shastras. So intelligently today we don't name such our people with Shastras and Sarmas. We think it is old-fashioned, but the truth is we don't deserve to be. <coughs> so this Sarma is Serbirus in a in Greek, they call it Cerberus. A Cerberus is a beautiful dog. It has, I don't get into details. This dog concept comes from Sirius because it is called the dog star. Dog star. Dog star is also called, dog is also called can in Latin. We have caninum, isn't it? Black caninum. The homeo medicine meaning the milk of the dog. Isn't it? Lack caninum. Canopus is also another name of Sirius. Canopus. Why we call it as dog star? The constellation, if you see, towards this as a Sirius appears only in the month of August. We are in the month of August. Sirius is visible for Indians only in the month of August. If you care to look to the south, you can find a constellation. Or today you have the apps, you know, star walk and other things. In that also you can locate the dark star. The constellations, the stars there form into a constellation which looks like a dog head. It looks like a dog head. That is the headquarters of Dattatriya. That is the headquarters of Dattatriya. He is the one around whom all the dogs gather. And these dogs are no other than the alert ones. The one who can listen for, who are always alert. The dog is always mindful of the master. The one who suffers most in a house, if the master dies in the house, if the head of the family dies, the one most suffers is the dog. Not even the others. <coughs> Because it's relating to the master is so complete. So, so the dogs which I speak of, meaning the, the, the masters of wisdom, they are all symbolically called as dogs because they are watchful. They are watchful of those who follow them. <coughs> Completely watchful. They are ever observing, ever witnessing. From a witness they from a distance they witness and if you relate, they regulate, they govern, they direct, they they cause illumination and enlightenment to you. It's not necessary that you always have to be around. To say this, it is said that Dattatreya is always, there are always dogs around Dattatreya. They are not dogs as we think, they are, those are the masters of wisdom and all masters of wisdom, they relate to him. Likewise, Master Agasya, he too has his residence not only on planet, but also in Sirius. That's the beauty. He, he is the one who cannot be set any limit because he is the cosmic Jupiter principle. Therefore, he, his relation with Sirius enables him to bring down energies from Sirius to this planet. To bring down energies, if you see the writings of Madame Blavitsky, we know Master Maurya relates to planet Mars, and he has also schools on planet Mars, esoteric schools 
and he brings in all masters of wisdom are outposts of energy that they bring in energies from various planets master sivivid during his 11 year work on earth he brought down through contact energies from saturn energies from venus to cause the needed adjustments in the being masters of wisdom are not just some kind of uh, gurus that we have they are, they are they are always veiled they are, they do not they do not make themselves known <coughs> because for them to work for the benefit of humanity is more important than to publicize themselves therefore they they work with a veil there is one master works to bring down the energies of mars another master brings the energies of venus master devaki he brings the energies of uh, <coughs> venus likewise there are every master bringing down energies from every planet master jupiter brings the energies of sirius that was the reason why since the energies in 1910 were descending via sirius from this ashram their advance initiate master cvv was sent to take birth in kumbhakona these are all very uh, through continuous uh, contemplation when you relate more into the other world than into this world eh? to your uh, depending upon the vibration that you entertain you get certain of these links eh? and they get confirmed by already published books in 1909 Tisapaka society prepared Jiddu Krishna Murthy to receive the messiah in 1909 if you go through Tisapaka literature you find in 1909 they wanted to prepare Jiddu Krishna Murthy garu to be a fit instrument to, to receive a great energy that was descending it was prophesied in 19th century that in the first decade of 20th century a great energy visits there would be a new age new era and all that and uh, madam blavatsky could visualize that because she was herself a great visionary so she said that a new energy exists in this first uh, decade of uh, 20th century she passed away in 1890 1891 so the tisapaka society went on looking for pure beings to train them so that the energy of god can be received they started in 1909 for that work 1910 the energy descended but the master was already the seers of higher order they know before he was already there taking birth in kumbakonam and waiting to receive the energy <coughs> so he could receive the energy and he belongs to this ashram that he belongs master cvv is an advanced initiate of master cvv you can read in the writings of master ek <coughs> here and there they would be mentioned unless you are very alert with every sentence you, may, you are bound to miss so he was there and he received and he distributed in 1910 so they they could sense it but they could not hit the target isn't it such things can happen so coming back to the task so the topic dark star <clears throat> so the dark star energy is abundantly supplied to the to the planet through this ashram today there is that's why i say master jupiter master cvv dattatreya the all that work is just all gurus work is one to evolve the beings uh, through knowledge 
not just with devotion. The devotion should lead you to knowledge. Bhakti should lead you to jnana. Otherwise you remain uh, sectarian, uh, emotional devotees. Knowledge breaks all this sectarianism. Knowledge breaks borders because satyam, jnanam, anantam. Jnanam is knowledge only helps to break the circumscriptions that we have around our own understanding. They break them, keep expanding. Devotion, unless it goes beyond the form, beyond the name, that devotion, if it is limited to a name, to a form, that devotion is a limited devotion and it leads you to more and more emotion. That should not happen with any true aspirant. You can worship through any name, through any form. But you cannot define the omnipresent, omnipotent and omniscient one into only that. When you say this is the only thing, then it becomes a religion. So there is no such thing as this is the only thing. If it is the only thing, it is too small. (laughs) Because you have to walk through that. See, through this window, we walk, we, we go, we relate to the ashram over there, isn't it? And we relate to this sky which is limitless. See, it is to the, ultimately, when you speak of divinity, it is boundless, limitless energy that you are relating to. So don't restrict it to a name and a form and then cause a, a, a sectarian understanding, a religious understanding and the truth is beyond such, such religions. One should progress with knowledge. One should progress with knowledge. When I say this window only shows the mountain, it's not true. That window also shows. That window also shows. And there are three more levels, there are windows which show that mountain. If you are out of this house, you are still free to see better, isn't it? There are ways to see through windows. There is a way to see without without the windows. Why these windows? You stick to window more than the ashram, isn't it? When sun comes through a window, do you stick to the window or to the sun? The frame is a facility to see. If you have a window to the east, it's a facility that you have the eastern light in the morning into your house and the eastern window to us is Agnya center. That's where we have to contemplate. The light comes there. But it's not only to receive, it is also to move out. To move out as Agnya is the place. How long you sit in the house and keep looking to sun, through the window, one day you have to go and join him, isn't it? To join him, you have to move out of the window. This windowing everything, framing everything is uh, limiting the unlimited in your comprehension, so you continue to be limited. You can never come out of self-imposed limitation. That should never happen and no master ever recommends it. <coughs> no master. The master whom we follow, he said, you can relate to me, look to my eyes, later don't concentrate on my form. Isn't it? That's the beauty of a true, uh, true teacher. So that's how the, the work, it, it, it is conducting itself uh, from Sirius to our earth and from there to us. And a lot is said about this energy in the books of Master Jalkul. In all the books that he, wherever he speaks of Sirius, Wherever he speaks of avatar of synthesis, it is all relating to this work. And Master Jvalkul was also a trainee of this ashram. 
please note that he was specially sent to learn astrology here etymology here tantra mantra and yantra <coughs> everything he learned here because in the west he is a great being directing so many thousands of groups master papa he too was sent here every master sends his disciple to this earth that's the beauty and the, the residents of this ashram they are all five footers you know that <coughs> the residents of this ashram they are all five footers either they are fully shaven or they have their hair tied up upwards kapardinis <coughs> and they 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 are they invariably have bellies so you don't have to worry if you have a belly don't, <coughs> don't work on the belly but work with the energy with the energy of the master <coughs> they invariably have a belly they are sharp stretched and they are very brilliant in their color and they all have a belly and it doesn't look awkward that's the beauty of the indwellers here and they are very joyful beings they eat sumptuously they don't believe in dieting they don't believe in dieting why because what is important is that your mind works with something more sublime then your uh, the food that you drink doesn't cause you so much problem that's why he is said to be the the one who eats most the lots of food that agastya eats no one can eat he can he could drink away the an ocean in a crisis he could even drink away an ocean for him to eat anything is okay he can eat anything and digest it that's why we say jirnam jirnam vata api jirnam nalade it's because he could digest a diabolic in the stomach and then neutralize him and he the funniest part with the master is he never eats for himself he never eats a grain for himself this secret lord krishna reveals when he was asked who is the the the, the best among the fasting ones who is the best among the fasting ones krishna said agastya is the best but we see the contrary with normally we see among all seers why all seers you, you can have an eating competition with him no one can win <coughs> in our university days we used to have eating competition we used to eat a lot 32 idlis like that so, and and yet remain healthy <laughs> and have normal meal later <coughs> so he is the energy that can eat a lot but the difference is he doesn't eat for himself he eats only for the hungry that's the beauty he eats all those beings who are hungry on the planet for them he eats so he is only a channel to satiate hunger where genuinely food is needed that is called true fasting another fast another dimension of fasting is he is always in association with brahman we also speak of these shlokas in bhagavad gita na brahmarpanam brahma havis brahmaatma brahma sambhava brahmaiva devagantavyam 
Brahmakarma Samadhana, like that we say, we keep on eating for ourselves. <laughs> but the truth is, you, you, the, 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 the sloka says, Aham Vaishvanaro Bhutva, Praninam Dehamasvitaha, Pranapana Samayukta, Pacham Yannan Chaturvidham, meaning I offer this food to four categories of devas which are responsible for, function, for healthy functioning of this body. Do you know this? This sloka is there in Bhagavad Gita from 5000 years. Lord Krishna said that's the way to eat. Offer the food, the, the mouth is the fireplace. That's the homagunda. But we say the, the fire pot, which we have just... The mouth is the fire pot. It is the place of fire. Mukhad, Indrasya, Agnisya. Isn't it? It's a fireplace. You offer food into the fire, just we offer so many materials to so many devas through fire to the intelligences, isn't it? To various intelligences we offered food through fire. Like this, through the fire of the mouth, you, is, you offer the food to the to intelligences of the, the, brain, the upper part of the head, the cranial part, the lower part of the head, and then the, the upper torso and the lower torso. There are four categories of devas are functioning in us cosmic, solar, planetary, and individual. In all these planes, there are devas functioning in us. This food is offered as an offering to them, not for you to just satiate your hunger. When you eat in that fashion, anything that you eat is digested because the fire is pleased. The fire is an agent for devas. It is not an agent for you. We haven't appointed him. <coughs> Therefore, when you, you, for you there are digestive problems because you eat for himself, for yourself. But Master Jupiter, not a grain, not a grain. That's why he is called Nitya Upasi. He, he eats for devas, he eats for all beings, and he is ever in association with Brahman. And therefore, Lord Krishna acclaims him as Nitya Upavasi. That's also the fasting one is another caption. And then there is the crisis of Kalakayas. Kalakayas, there were dark energies which were hiding in the oceans when there was a solar cling ruling the planet. Sagra Chakravarti. And the, when, the, when the dark forces emerged from the sea and uh, the, 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 the king could fight and put them off. So they were hiding in the seas and during the night they are coming out and causing havoc on the planet. And in the night it was difficult to spot them because they are dark in complexion, Kala, not Gora. <coughs> they are Kalakayas. So therefore, uh, means Kalakayas. <laughs> they have black bodies in darkness, you can't see them. So the king could not uh, put them off. They were hiding during the day in the ocean and coming out in the night. So the king uh, worshipped the, the divine, the divine said, please... Uh, seek the help of Agasya, he would help you. So he came to Agasya and Agasya said, what do you want? Uh, this is my problem, they are all hiding in the sea. He said, okay. I drink the entire ocean for a while. I would drink the entire ocean for a while with a filter that the Kalakayas don't get in. <coughs> Even if they get in, it is not a, not a problem to him. I spare... 
I take the entire ocean into me, I leaving the Kalakayas, then you can kill them. So therefore the, the king said, okay, this is a good uh, ploy, I can, if they are visible, I'll kill them. So the, the master could drink away the whole ocean. Raga, Upasana, Patrasana, that's how the story is. And then the king could, the solar king could put, a, put off all these Kalakayas. It's also symbolic. In us also there are the negative energies, isn't it? Lot of negative energies which are called emotional energies. Lot of emotions we have. We have strong likes, strong dislikes, isn't it? That's enough. When you have strong dislikes, they, they create an army of Karakayas. And they take, they take their abode in our stomach. <coughs> And for every little thing we are disturbed. For every little thing we are disturbed, no? Some small unexpected thing can cause lot of disturbance to us. We get anger and we get hatred. I don't have to mention all those. Nakrodho nachamasaryam nalobho na subhamatihi bhavanti krutapunyanam bhaktanam sri suttam japesada nantam. Anta we only say that no, we don't work for it. <coughs> These are the ones whom the, the master drinks away the ocean, then you are the solar king. You are the solar king. You are enabled to overcome your own weakness by the presence of the master. That is the symbolic side of the story of Kalakayas. My intention is not to read the whole book to you. And then the other aspect of this is prana treat yoga teach. In this in these uh, mountain ranges, there are as many herbs as you have in Himalayas. As many herbs as in Himalayas. The cure is so very beautiful with these herbs. These mountains are very they have a healing touch. And the master is master healer. He can bring back the dead to life. He has many methods to do it. And the work of the master is for to, to ensure that you have functional health and thereafter give you yoga, isn't it? Prana, treat, yoga, teach. And there are episodes relating to the master, Agasya also like that. He could bring back many. And then the story of his marriage, which is recently I have been mentioning about it. His own inner nature, his own inner nature, he could bring out in the form of a baby girl called Lopa Mudra. Mudra means the image, isn't it? The inner image of his own nature he could bring out. It's not an easy task because he was to marry. <coughs> if he doesn't marry, his ancestors were complaining that they are not moving in the ascending order due to his being an eternal bachelor. So he could not find any person who can really, who can marry on earth. He asked his ancestors, is there anyone whom I can marry either here or elsewhere? They said no. Because he is an embodiment of Shiva. An embodiment of Shiva and there should be someone like Shakti or Parvati 
ఆర్ సతి ఫర్ హిమ్ టు అసోసియేట్ సో దెన్ బై డి కంప్లైన్ దట్ ఐ హమ్ నాట్ మ్యారీ ఐ విష్ టు మ్యారీ బట్ దేర్ ఇస్ నో లేడీ దట్ ఐ కుడ్ మ్యారీ దెన్ దేర్ సెట్ యు ఆర్ ఎ గ్రేట్ సియర్ యు హ్ టు ఫైండ్ ఎ వే సో దేర్ ఫోర్ హీ బ్రాట్ అవుట్ హిజ్ ఓన్ నేచర్ ఇన్ టు ఫామ్ ఆఫ్ ఎ బేబీ గర్ల్ ఇంట్రెస్టెడ్ టు ఎ సౌత్ ఇండియన్ కింగ్ టు బ్రింగ్ హర్ అప్ వెన్ షీ వాజ్ బ్రాట్ అప్ షీ వాజ్ సో ఫుల్లీ కంప్లీట్ ఇన్ ఎవ్రీ నాలెడ్జ్ ఇన్ ఎవ్రీ బ్రాంచ్ ఆఫ్ సైన్స్ షీ వాజ్ నాలెడ్జ్ షీ వాజ్ మోస్ట్ ఎన్లైటెడ్ పర్సన్ అండ్ ఆల్సో వెరీ అగ్రీయబుల్ బై లుక్స్ దెర్ ఆర్ సో మెనీ కింగ్స్ హూ వాంటెడ్ టు మ్యారీ హర్ బట్ ది కింగ్ వాజ్ పర్ఫ్లెక్స్ టు హోమ్ టు to give her in marriage the sage himself came and said you give her in marriage to me that's the purpose the lady also said i am only born for him and so they joined the story is very beautiful i am not going into detail i am only touching everywhere i am only touching it's for you to read the original scriptures isn't it only hints are given lopa <coughs> mudra means the inner image of the nature of సిమిలర్ థింగ్ మాస్టర్ సివి డిడ్ ఐ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ ఇన్ హిస్ బర్త్డే హీ కుడ్ స్పాట్ దిస్ ఫ్యూచర్ వైఫ్ అండ్ హీ ఇన్ మేడం లెవెట్స్కి హీ సాట్ హర్ కోఆపరేషన్ హర్ ఇథరిక్ బాడీ ఇస్ ఇన్ప్లాంటెడ్ ఇన్ ఎ గ్రోయింగ్ చైల్డ్ అండ్ దెన్ వెన్ షీ కేమ్ అప్ టు మ్యారేజబుల్ ఏజ్ హీ మ్యారీడ్ మేడం వెంకమ్మ అండ్ దెన్ కండక్టెడ్ సో మెనీ ఎక్స్ట్రా టెరెస్టియల్ ఎక్స్పీరియన్సెస్ విత్ ఎక్స్పెరిమెంట్స్ విత్ మేడం లెవెల్స్కి సేమ్ కమింగ్ ఫ్రమ్ ది సేమ్ ఆశ్రమ్ దే వుడ్ హ్యావ్ సిమిలర్ ప్యాటర్న్స్ సో దిస్ లోపా ముద్ర ఈజ్ వర్షిప్డ్ ఇన్ఫ్యాక్ట్ వెన్ హయగ్రీవా వెన్ హయగ్రీవా గేవ్ సహస్రనామా లలిత సహస్రనామా టు అగస్య ఇన్ దట్ సహస్రనామా హీ ఆల్సో మెన్షన్ ది నేమ్ ఆఫ్ ది లోపాముద్రార్చిత లీలాకృత బ్రహ్మాండ మండల వాజ్ ఇట్ ఇట్స్ ఓన్లీ టు జస్ట్ గివెన్ పుష్ట హయగ్రీవా మస్ట్ హెవ్ డన్ ఇట్ వాజ్ ఇట్ వాజ్ గివెన్ టు సేజగస్య లలితా సహస్రనామా కమ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ దిస్ ఆశ్రమ్ ఆదిత్య హృదయం కమ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ మాస్టర్ జూపిటర్ ఇనిషియేటెడ్ లార్డ్ డ్రామా ఫర్ ది ఫైనల్ ఫైనల్ టు పుట్ ఆఫ్ రావణ హీ హెస్ సప్లిమెంటెడ్ కాంప్లిమెంటెడ్ ది ఎనర్జీస్ ఆఫ్ రామా విత్ ది కాస్మిక్ సోలార్ ఎనర్జీస్ బై త్రూ ఆదిత్య హృదయం దిస్ వై ఆదిత్య హృదయం అండ్ లలిత సహస్రనామా మస్ట్ ఆల్వేస్ బి ప్లేడ్ ఇన్ అవర్ హౌస్ నెంబర్ వన్ త్రూ త్రూ అవర్ త్రోట్స్ ప్రిఫరబులీ త్రూ అవర్ త్రోట్స్ ఇఫ్ నాట్ త్రూ ది టేప్ అండ్ లిసన్ టు ఇట్ అండ్ అండ్ ఇట్ మస్ట్ బి డన్ here very regularly because the vibration relates to this it emanates from this ashram so that is another dimension and then there are so many other dimensions so the idea is to release this other sounds are there and just i read out the story of vatapi is there the story of gajendra mochana how he has enabled a disciple who was only trying to see the divine within not and refusing to see outside the lord is as much outside as he is within to see the divine the step is to turn within when you turn within you you gain the link to the divinity that's why antarmuka enables samaradhana 
సమారాధన మీద ది 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 సింథసిస్ ఆఫ్ ది సింథసిస్ ఆఫ్ వర్షిప్ ఈజ్ వెన్ యు టర్న్ ఇన్వర్డ్ అండ్ విజువలైజ్ లైట్ విత్ ఇన్ యాజ్ యు కీప్ షాంటింగ్ అంతర్ముఖ సమారాధన వన్స్ యు ఆర్ విత్ ఇన్ ఇన్సైడ్ వెన్ ది యూ కెన్ సీ ది హోల్ యూనివర్స్ ఇన్సైడ్ when you are able to see the whole universe inside you don't wish to close open your eyes isn't it that was the problem with the king indradyumna indradyumna he was finding the whole universe inside <clears throat> so therefore he was not anymore willing to look outside so agastya he saw the situation he is he is stuck inside he stuck inside he wanted to help him that's why he came to him a great light as much a light as he is seeing inside as approached him from outside and still he doesn't open the eye so therefore he cursed him to be an elephant you know when you become an elephant or any animal it can only see outside it cannot see inside <clears throat> an animal is called pasu you know why it is pasyaka meaning it can see outside you can be a kashyapa also this is the how beautiful are these sounds kashyapa and pasyaka kashyapa humans are the only ones who have the potential to see inside but are we able to see inside as long as we are not able to see inside don't arrogate to yourself that you are a human because like you the animal also sees isn't pasyaka like it finds its food and goes for the food it is it takes care of its body so there is no difference between human and animal unless you gain the inward vision this the king gained he gained the inward vision and he was seeing the universe from within and he is uh, in trance with it but then he is a king he has to perform his duties therefore agastya cursed him be a king be an elephant when you become an elephant what happens you have no facility to see inside it's closed for us also <laughs> let us not talk to uh, degrading ourselves <clears throat> the king the, the elephant in a crisis on account of its previous habit of relating to the divine since it had no facility to relate within it related outside it related outside then it experiences the divine outside as much as it experienced inside that's how agastya helps to see within and outside antar bahisya tat sarvam vyapya narayana sthitah it is not only antar it is not only bahir isn't it he is not only within it is also outside outside inside everywhere if you are stuck with one thing so the the, the path is from objectivity to subjectivity subjectivity to the universe and again getting back to the 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 difference of objectivity and subjectivity disappears then you are then you are called kashyapa kashyapa the one who can see through within outside that is how he helps this this elephant which was earlier a king and then kutralam i will say this and close it because there are other things to do so this kutralam we all know that agasamashi always sets the vibhuti on his forehead vibhuti and the 
on his belly and everywhere and wears rudrakshas this picture is given in the book i have given lopa mudras also but it is a statue maybe it is well it did not come through. so therefore he moves around it so happened he went to a place called kutralam it is kutralam called kutralam in tamil <coughs> He went to Kutralam. There was a, a, it's a very beautiful, scenically beautiful place. There is a waterfall there, and there is a great seat of Vishnu there. A very good Vishnu temple there. So this Vishnu temple, he went just to have a look at the the image of Lord there, but at the very compound, at the very prahari, the people have obstructed him because. It's only meant for Vaishnavites, not for Shaivites. Mm-hmm. They said you are, you are a Shaivite, so we don't give you entry. This is a Vishnu temple. He smiled. How do you decide that I am a Shaivite? Only by appearance, isn't it? <coughs> But all those who really put on all those uh, ashes, can we say they are Shaivites? What is within? But anyway, they don't agree. So he went away. He instantly changed his uh, attire. <coughs> he instead of putting vibhuti this way, he put it, he has put <laughs> the the Vaishnava namas everywhere. And then with a different attire he came. They said, "Do you accept now?" He said, "Yes." <laughs> so he went in. He went in, and then after some time he came out and said, "What are you talking?" This is a temple of Shiva, but not Vishnu. This is a temple of Shiva, but not Vishnu. Why are you saying it is a Vishnu temple? They said, they said, don't play jokes, don't talk all kinds of nonsense. Then they said, please go and see inside. In the very same temple, when these white navies went inside, there is a Shiva lingam, but not there is no more image of Vishnu there. They were thun. They were awfully stunned. Then the master said, "It shall remain as Shiva's temple hereafter. Even if you go now there, it is only Shiva's temple." <coughs> And he told the Vaishnavites, "Vishnu, Shiva, don't demarcate. There is no such demarcation. In fact, the master himself he conceived two excellent sons." You know, he is though he is an embodiment of Shiva, just as Shiva is in love with Vishnu and Vishnu is in love with Shiva, his two sons he trained them in such a fashion that they have become as much as him, as much as him. He said one of them was dedicated to serve Vishnu in Vaikuntha, another was dedicated to Shiva to serve in Kailash. What kind of master he is that you give birth to two sons? And you can directly, without getting any visa formalities, passport, and all that, you are one is sent to Vaikuntha, another is sent to Kailasa to serve there, and they are serving there. Look to Purana. Today it is easy to learn all these because we have internet, Google, Wikipedia, etc., etc. You keep on pressing with your fingers. Don't press other things. Press for Puranic information. You get lot of information. Instead of spending time on newspapers, magazines, and televisions, just from time to time, daily one episode. If you keep on, 
looking into you get lot of information and information is it transforms into knowledge when you mm-hmm. deeply relate to it and then it reveals some more to you that's how the whole thing is and i thank our team it was very thoughtful of them when i was here in 2009 in the same up there i said one day i will bring out a book on master jupiter but i never did isn't it <laughs> so part all i talked here and there they gathered when i went through they gathered almost everything that i said so in in, in small topics this is only uh, these are the seeds you can expand them by relating to the originals then you get lot of uh, uh, as as much as you relate to the episodes of master jupiter so much the energy of master jupiter becomes familiar to you and by that familiarization the presence comes when the presence comes the transformations become easy that's the purpose of relating to a seer or a master of wisdom or to a, a form and name of a divinity constant contemplation about that energy enables you to draw that energy to you as you relate as you relate it comes to you therefore this book will be given to all of you kindly collect a copy of it and there are other this is the story of i already given a to some this is the story of how this mountain could be found ultimately uh, through my expeditions or research or whatever you call it and uh, it's not a big thing but still it is a it is a fulfilling thing to me a mission is fulfilled when i found it i said it so i was in search of it right from 1979 it started when the book purushamedham came because i was enchanted by the story of the visit of master jwalkul to the ashram in nilagiris and the name of the mount is durga but it is it is today called rangaswami pillar let it be like that so that it remains veiled <coughs> there is a there as i said there is a krishna's temple inside there is a durga temple inside there are reports of masters inside everything is inside but don't go there you don't find like that you will find it as you enter into you and align within and then gain the vision that is the way so this story is also beautiful so that is given in this book it is also given in the form of a video no earlier uh, in this book there is the picture of agastya the master and then we have some papers to make notes these days very few students make notes they come listen leave it here and go <laughs> hmm? they come as listeners but now they are not as students but every time we visit a, a group life a, a notebook is given with a fond hope some some notes would be made not of the price of vegetables that you bought and all that <laughs> but of the uh, scriptures or uh, instructional books that you read this would this would be distributed to you another thing which is already distributed on account of cold weather is the 
Muffler, we call it. Or to cover your neck. So, this is also given by the group. All this is done by them out of their inspiration, not from the contributions that we give. That's the beauty of Bangalore. It's not that they spend whatever we contribute and give it to you as gifts. Then it is not a gift, isn't it? They do anything and it's a true spirit. All these are done as an additional budget by them. That's their, that's their beauty. And along with the notes, who knows, these days no one carries pens. No? So pens are also distributed. Then another precious thing that is set is... There is, to each one there is a silver coin given uh, where you have the imprint of Sage Agastya on one side and then the yantra of Guru on the other side. You can keep it in your worship place because the yantra of Jupiter or Guru yantra is a triangle with a, a center. The triangle represents Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwara. The aperture or the center leads you to Parabrahman. That's how it is. The three Icha, Jnana, Kriya, Shaktis, you can call it, to lead you to Suddha Chaitanya, or Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwara, to lead you to Parabrahman. From beyond the three is the, the, the energy of the divinity. Below the three, on this side of the Trigunas, we exist. On the other side, there are the divinity is Trigunatita, and we are all Trigunatmikas. So we worship to go through the triangle of Gunas, to the other side, to meet the, the pure energy. That's why Guru Yantra is a very popular yantra. This is the best of the yantras. <coughs> it includes all other yantras. It is equal to Sri Chakra. And on the other side, they have also set the, the image of Agastya very beautifully. Akrajanchar is in Bombay. And the mold Bombay Yes. They sent it to Bombay to get the model and then multiplied here in Bangalore. <coughs> so this is, this coin is also being given to every attendant to this group life. And additionally, one more coin is given to those who are the co-sharers in bringing out this property. To build this property, how many? Hundred and? Hundred sixty members have given contribution at the rate of one lakh to five lakhs. Just out of joy. From ranging from 1 lakh to 5 lakhs, many members have contributed and not with any purpose of gaining anything from this except the, the bonus or the dividend or profit, whatever they derive is the presence of the master and some facilities here. So therefore, they are given an additional coin. So one coin and an additional coin for those who have enabled us to realize this project whom we call According to, because we formed a non-profit company for it and they are called shareholders. So to the shareholders relating to Master Mountain Resorts with Private Limited, an additional coin will be given. So these are all the gifts I suppose. Hmm? Yeah. Our sister Sabine, I don't know in which floor she is. If she is here, she may come up and so that people know her. Most of them know except some few. She is not here. She gave a, a token of love and affection to our 
brotherhood in bangalore this brotherhood in bangalore is uh, has become very global because people come from all parts of the globe to our december call and they receive the love and affection of this brotherhood and whenever i go there they only speak of the bangalore brotherhood they say their heart is something <clears throat> so this lady sabine unlike her she lives in switzerland she is our global secretary she is present in this group life she is in some level we have four levels here now <laughs> so she brings a gift for the for the brother i request our brother joshi to kindly come and receive it appropriate to the place a violet lot crystal lotus yes please come you can hand it over to joshi i witness it you have actually it's from world teachers club world teachers global antena from who from you or from no this is from the Germany. Okay. 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 so the crystal that was on the temple they thought fit to give it to this center here crystal it brings in the purpose of a, a spherical crystal is it attracts energies from all 360 degrees and 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 transmits transmits to those who look to it we have similar crystal on our altar in voltage temple visakhapatnam so you have it here make best use of it Okay. Hmm? Yes, this is an inaugurated the Krishna temple in Germany. It was a crystal temple. So the picture is also sent. This here you can see the crystal on the top of the temple. wow <laughs> okay all this the voltage address germany wants to send most hearty congratulations for the inauguration of master mountain research at kodanadu we feel honored to hand over with utmost love and veneration and adoration 
the crystal ball which decorated the top of the temple of Lord Krishna for 18 years in Vermaskarshan, Germany. The inauguration of statue of Lord Krishna took place during Krishna's birthday in August 1997. In, in 2015, the World Trust, Germany and the statue of Lord Krishna were shifted from Vermaskarshan to Münster, where Lord Krishna found a smaller new residence. <laughs> the crystal ball originally came from Russia. The most beautiful, pure and precious crystal are found there. We feel that the purity of the crystal stands for pure wisdom, which is being taught by masters of wisdom. May the round-shaped crystal be a symbol of the worldwide activities of the World Teacher Trust. <laughs> 